Well, praise God. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 10. We're going to start in verse 9. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. I'm going to go ahead and read the word, and then I'll kind of set this up and dive right into it. It says that if you confess, will you guys say that word when we say confess? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he raised him, meaning Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. It goes on to say in verse 10, for with the heart one believes. Point to your heart. With the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, now point to your mouth, confession is made into salvation. I want you to say this phrase with me. Say, it takes both. Come on, say it a little bit louder. Say, it takes both. See, it takes both. It takes confession and it takes salvation. I want to talk to you this morning about the miracle in your mouth. I want to talk to you about the miracle in your mouth. You know, I think we're living in a world where we've got a a couple things happening. We've got technology that's booming. It's growing. It's flourishing. And so many of us, who in here does not have a cell phone? Every one of us do. Most of our kids do, starting at like age four now. Now for real, I see all these kids running around with phones. I mean, to each his own, that's fine. But we have all this technology, and, and we have social media. We have all these methods of communicating. We have text messages. We have social media. We have all these ways of communicating. And as we communicate, we are now communicating via technology and communicating behind. We're communicating behind the facade of some means of communication. There's less and less face-to-face communication, it seems like. And it's not just because of COVID. That just kind of escalated things. It just elevated things. You know, uh, um, e-learning, it was already a big pathway towards e-learning. It just now, overnight, we've got to do e-learning. There was already e-doctors that was already becoming a thing or whatever they're calling it. You know, online, virtual doctors. Well, COVID just escalated that. I'm not really being negative on all that. What I want to talk to you about is what I believe that it might have done or could do to you and to the Christian, to the believer, because we've got a tool, a weapon, if you will. We've got a, a, a tool in our mouth that we must use. As a matter of fact, to be saved, just to start in your relationship with Jesus, it's not just faith. Hebrews eleven six tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God, but it's not just faith. You've got to have your mouth. And your mouth has to confess what you believe. Out of your heart, you have to confess. You have to speak. You have to talk. You know, this has happened with my wife. Now that she's back to school, she's a teacher's assistant over at Bookman Road Elementary, and she does a great job over there. I'm I'm, uh, super thrilled to have her. You know, she's involved in the community and helps us meet a lot of people, and super thankful for that. So now that she's back at school, we text a lot more. When we dated, we were six hours apart. I lived in Florence. She lived in Northern Virginia, just south of D.C. We texted. We called. There was a lot of virtual communication, which was good. But, you know, I love those moments where we drove the six-hour drive, and I got to kiss those lips. Oh, did I say that out loud? I meant talk to her. I meant talk to her. I meant talk to her face-to-face. But, you know, that happens now. 
I enjoy hearing from her during the day. You know, we'll text each other. Just when she gets a break or whatever at school, she'll text and say, you know, you know how you doing? Or don't forget to pick up this or whatever it is. And I enjoy getting, I enjoy when my phone blows up and, and there's her name. But so much more than that, I enjoy when she walks in the room and she comes down that hall back there because usually we're here when she gets off work. She comes and she meets here and I've got the kids and the kids scream, mommy. And they run out and they hug her and I, I get to hear her voice. I get to hear her words. I get to hear her talk. I get to hear the inflection. I get to hear the tone. I can tell pretty much immediately whether she had a good day. Anybody have a day? Or maybe a bad day. I can tell. I can tell because now I can see her. I can see how she's, con- how she's containing herself, how she's holding up herself. I can tell how she's flowing. I can, I, I, now I can... I, I think that we're missing the confession part of our relationship with Jesus. And then if you're missing that, you're missing something that God has explicitly told you and even commanded you to do. That you've got to speak. That you cannot be silent. For instance, in praising God, the Bible says that if you don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. I do not want a rock speaking for me. I want to speak. I want to praise God. I want to use my voice. God gave me a voice, and it may be a little crackly today, but I told the devil on Friday, I told him on Saturday, you can attack my body all you want, but I'll preach it on Sunday morning. I'm going to use the gift God gave me. I'm going to use the voice that he gave me, and I'm going to declare God's word until I don't have one anymore, but it won't happen that way because as I do it, I'm telling you, I actually, I don't know why it doesn't sound better because I actually feel much better. Just getting up here and preaching and just being in the presence of God, I feel great. I feel good. We've got to confess. And I'm not talking about, you know, James uh, chapter 5. You don't have to turn there, but just to clarify, James 5, 16 talks about confessing your, your faults one to another. That is a form of confession, but I'm not talking about that kind of confession. I, I'm talking about confessing what you believe. I'm talking about doing what Jesus did. See, when Jesus got tempted, he didn't mess around. He didn't mess around. He didn't play any games with the devil. The devil came in him. He came in him. He presented to him options. And Jesus combated the devil with the word. He combated, he was combating the devil with the word. He, he, as soon as the devil presented him, Option number one, he said, no, devil, it is written. See, he took the word and he used his mouth and he corrected the devil and he put him in place. And he took what was inside of him. Obviously, Jesus was the word, but he was giving us an example of you've got to take the word and you've got to go to battle with your mouth. You've got to go to battle when you've got to take and use the, what's on the inside of you and exercise it and speak it. You, I want you to notice if you were to read through those scriptures, not once did Jesus talk his feelings. Not once did Jesus say, oh, well, devil, I think, you know, this might work out. This might happen. Oh, I'm just not sure how I'm feeling today. So I don't know if I got time for this today. No, he, he, he immediately went to, it is written. The Bible says that thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. And he began to quote scripture. And then the devil took him to another place. And he quoted scripture again. And he did it a third time. And he quoted scripture again. And the devil fleed. He went away. Why? Because he 
combated the devil with the word. The Bible calls the word the sword of the spirit. The word is a sword. In your mouth, you can put a sword. The Bible says that, that it will quench the fiery darts. The faith, your faith will quench the fiery darts of the evil one. But how do you quench them? When the devil throws darts at you, when he's darting you. Y'all ever seen a dartboard? See somebody throw a dart? When the devil is darting you and he's, and he's, he's attacking you, and, and maybe it's not even the devil, maybe it's just the world, maybe it's just things in your life, and they're coming against you, how do you combat them? With the sword in your mouth. Too many of us have got the sword in the sheath. We've got our sword on our side. I mean, we carry it. We know it. We're not using it. We're not, we're not exercising it. When Jesus fought, he fought with the world, with the word. He didn't tell the devil that he thought it would work, that he thought it would be all right. He told him what would happen. Ephesians six seventeen says that there's a sword of the spirit. I want to encourage you this morning because this might sound funny, <clears throat> but you're like a juice box. When you go home, you say, what did the pastor tell you today? How was the sermon at Family Worship Center today? It was good. The pastor told me I'm a juice box. <laughs> Grape juice, by the way, because that's the best one. If you get a moment, our, our children's ministry is awesome, and we filmed a skit uh, this week, and and put it online today. It's called, you can just Google Celebration Online and follow our YouTube channel. And uh, I played the Chef Luigi. So y'all can go see me as Chef Luigi. And in there I had a juice box because we were talking about communion. But I began thinking about this juice box. See, my, my girls, they're uh, three and four. They had never used, or she's about to be three. I'm already calling her three. She'll be three in July. Three and four, that's close enough. They never used juice boxes before. I guess we had deprived them of juice boxes. So, you know, when you buy the juice boxes, it comes in an eight-pack. And Miss Amy over from Florence, she bought it for the skit. So she said, here, y'all can have the juice boxes. And I said, we said, thank you, Miss Amy. We get the juice boxes out. We put the little straw in it. Y'all ever put the straw in it or had a Capri Sun? Same thing, right? And you put the straw in it. Now, what do you do? Carefully, very carefully maneuver the juice box or the Capri Sun. And you hand it. And then what do they do? And juice just goes everywhere. Everywhere. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't squeeze it. And then they, get, they start crying because now they're upset because they just want the juice box. And now I'm yelling at them because the juice is squeezed everywhere. Now I've got to clean up the juice. It's on their shirt. It's on them. It's on the floor. And I just wanted the juice to go in their mouth, not on the floor. But they had never used a juice box anymore. And I think we miss the point sometimes that when you get squeezed, what's inside of you is going to come out. What's inside of you is going to come out. When you get, I'm talking about when you get pressure, when you start feeling the pressure, when you start feeling the attack, when you start feeling things coming at you from side to side, are you going to cave? Are you going to bow down? Are you going to do what Jesus did and stand up and say, no, the Bible says that by his stripes, I am healed. See, that's what I did. I don't care whether my voice changes today or not. I'm not going to be sick. I never once had a fever. I, never, I, I know I had a little, little thing with my throat, but I never once had a fever. I never once had any symptoms. I just had a thing with my throat and lost my voice. Because on Friday, I'm, I'm, this is so good. Last week, I start preparing for this message. On whatever day, on Thursday, my body starts feeling this way. On Friday, 
Y'all can say whatever you want. I don't care if you if you think this is crazy or not. I took my hand and I put it on my throat and I said, devil, you take your hands off my throat. You take your hands off my body. You will not have my body. I will not be sick. I will not miss church. Then I spoke to my body. I said, body, you fall in line. You, 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 you act right. Sickness, you are not welcome in my body. I will not have sickness. I will not have disease. I will not have none of this. You get out fever, don't even try it. Don't even come on. Don't even try it. Just get out of my body now. Let's save everybody the trouble. Leave. I had a meeting with myself. I had a meeting with myself. I talked to myself. Some of us are too busy listening to other voices, and you need to be speaking. You need to be using your mouth. You need to be declaring the word of God over your situation instead of trying to figure out what everybody else feels about it. I don't, I, I don't care. I have one source. I'm going to use my iPad to represent the word of God. I have, so, I have one source that matters to me, the holy written word of God. And everything that's spoken by him will line up with his word. So if his word says I'm healed, I'm healed. Done. It doesn't matter. You can attack my body on Thursday. I'm good. I'm not going down. I'm like one of those, Pastor Steve always uses this analogy, and I think it's wonderful. Y'all remember those bouncing things, those things you blow up, and they got the weight at the bottom, and you knock them, and they, and they come back up? That's me, baby. You can knock me down, but I'm coming back up. You can knock me down, but I'm going to come up with the word. You can hit me down. I'm going to come up by Jesus' stripes. I'm healed. You can hit me again. No, the Bible says that he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And you knock me down again, and I'm going to come up, and I'm going to come up speaking the word of God, Brother Mike. Because when I, come on, I need somebody to, I need y'all to help me preach. I'm going to throw my iPad again. Luke chapter 6, 44. We quoted this during the, the, the worship set, but I'm going to read it. It says, for every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man, out of the good treasure, that we see the word treasure again, of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do the things which I say. If you have hate in your heart, hate's going to come out. If you have, I'm not going to make it in your heart, when you get squeezed, when you get that pressure, see, that's why it's so important. People wonder, well, why do I need to come to church? Because you get a touch and you get a spark and God deposits something in your heart and you hear the word. But it's not just hearing the word like, like oh, I, see, see here's, what, here's what you got to remember. Jesus gave a, an example of a sower who sows seed. He was talking about preachers. He was talking about us preaching the word. And when we do, we're casting God's word like seed. That's literally what I'm doing right now. And some of y'all are just thinking about the burgers. Some of y'all are thinking about yesterday. But some of y'all are really getting it. It's, it's what you would call the engrafted word. It, 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 it's engrafted. It, it meaning like if you had a graft on your skin where you took skin and you graft it, it becomes part of you. It, it's something that, that, that resonates with you. When you go home, you heard it. It sank in. It became revelation knowledge to you. That, that it wasn't just words that I said. It wasn't something that I just put on the table and you brushed it off. No, you ate it. You took it in. 
You, you, you received it. It's seed that took root, grew roots, and began to flourish. Somebody say amen. When you take the word like that and you receive it and you're open and you're receptive and you, and you, and you grow in that manner, when you get squeezed, that comes out. See, it was totally natural for me on Friday to speak to my body. Because, because I knew I was getting squeezed. I knew I had work to do. Kingdom work. I had a message to prepare. We had a band to help get ready. I'm helping with everything that's going on in Florence with their birthday and all this. Why? Because if, you, if your life increases, hear me, hear me. This is, this is why this matters. If your life increases, if you grow, if you've got a testimony, I believe you'll share it with somebody. And I believe that Romans 10, 9 and 10 will happen to them. And they'll believe in their heart that Jesus is Lord. And they'll confess with their mouth. And someone will get saved because your life got better. Because you have a testimony. Because you can tell them, look what the Lord did for me. But see, you've got to use your mouth. You've got to use your mouth. You've got to use your words. You've got to speak. You can't be silent. You have a confession. You have a miracle in your mouth. Are you going to have a miracle or mishap? Are you going to have a miracle in your mouth or mishap? What are you going to speak? Are you going to speak by faith? Or are you going to talk your feelings? I did not talk. I was very careful. As soon as I felt this come on my body, I was very careful. I did not start confessing. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I'm getting worse. Oh, I'm getting this. Oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. I chose these words. I'm fighting something and I'm winning. Somebody say, oh, how are you feeling, bro? I'm fighting something. Talk to me tomorrow. I'll be better. That, that's, that's faith coming out of my mouth. That's me getting squeezed in faith. Some, see, some of y'all, even as I say this, you're like, well, that just, that just sounds kind of, I just don't know about that. Well, that's because maybe your upbringing, maybe you, you lived, and I'm not being critical of your family or whatever, but maybe that's just, they were, they, when you got fought something, had a situation, you complained around it, you talked around it, you kind of talked your feelings out. But let me show you another scripture that might help you. Look at Mark 11. Look at Mark 11. Mark 11, 20, we're going to start in verse 22. Jesus answered, and he said to them, have faith in God. See, it starts with faith. It starts with believing. Verse 23, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever says to this mountain, whoever says to the mountain, Whoever opens their mouth and speaks to the mountain. Is that what it says? Is that what it says? Does it say whoever complains to the mountain? Whoever texts the mountain? Whoever posts about the mountain on Facebook? But this is what we do. This is how we deal with stuff. This is how we, this is how we've, we, we as a society have been taught and been, been, been generated that, okay, well, when you have a problem, you feel it out, you talk about the problem until, see, see, here's what I think happens is we start out with a molehill. I've got moles in my heart, my yard right now. Has anybody ever had moles? The, the hill is not even as tall as my shoe. It's a molehill. It's just a little bit higher than the grass. And it's killing my grass, Brother G. 
Anybody knows how to fix grass? I need, or, or excuse me, I know how to fix the grass. I don't know how to get rid of moles. So if you know, let me know. What I read online is you got to kill them. Anyways, I think we take a molehill and we talk about it. 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 And we magnify it. And we magnify it. And see, you wouldn't even have to have a mountain to talk to if you would just talk to it when it's a molehill. If you would stop talking your past and begin talking your future. See, see, some people, let me just go here for a second while I'm just being real and following the Holy Ghost. Some people will drag you back into your past. They'll just drag you back into your past. You're trying to go forward. You're trying to live for God. You're trying to move forward. You're trying to make things happen. You're trying to see when you grow in God, your conversation changes. And you start sounding different. People start asking now, what? What'd you just say? Oh, I just, I just said, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. Girl, are you sick? No. No, I, 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 that may be a reality, but God's word says I'm healed. So I can confess that reality or I confess the other one. And your girl's still looking at you going, what? Because your conversation is different. It's different. And she's confused by it because you're talking the word. Because you've changed. And some people will try to continue to pull you back. Pull you back in the past. Pull you back and get you talking back where you were. Get your thinking back where you were. Get your living back where you were. But let me tell you something. If you're going to get squeezed out, you've got to stay in position where your juice box is right. Don't keep yourself in position where you've got people pulling you back where you're trying to leave. Pulling you back what you're trying to change from. Go where God's calling you to go. The Bible says that when you go into a new town, to, to speak peacefully. And if they don't speak back peacefully, shake the dust off your feet and leave. See, some people think, oh, well, that's not very Christ-like. That's what Jesus said. And he said, if they don't hear your message, woe unto them, and it'll be like Sodom and Gomorrah. Actually, he said it'll be worse. If you go in, in, in God's love and you, you, you share God's love with people and you're trying to be generous to them and you're trying to live like God and all they want to do is pull you back, all they want to do is keep you down, all they want to do is drag you in the mud, all they want to do is keep you in the pigsty. See, the Bible says not to cast your pearls before swine. That means that you don't take your pearl, the what God gave you, your pearls, your good stuff, and give it to pigs. Don't cast your pearls before swine. Stop hanging out with pigs. Invite them. Invite them and tell them about Jesus. Don't get me wrong. We've got to do that. That's our job. But what I'm saying is, is that you can't have a relationship with them to the point that it pulls you down because then your testimony is gone. Your testimony is gone. When you really begin to grow, this is how you'll know that God's changing your heart when your conversation changes, when you begin sounding different. He goes on to say here, speak to the mountain. Whoever says to this mountain, Whoever says what? What are you saying to your mountain? What are you speaking to your mountain? When, when he's 
giving them this example, the mountain is sitting there. He's telling them, you've got to say to the mountain that isn't moving, be removed. Be removed, be cast into the sea. And when you say it, don't doubt. Now, I think that some people get caught up on the doubt part. They'll start trying to speak and they're working on the doubt part. They're not sure their faith is growing. Here's what I would encourage you. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing the word. You just keep speaking until the doubt leaves. Just keep speaking until the doubt leaves. You can't have doubt in your heart. It won't work. The Bible's clear. It won't work. But don't stop speaking because you can't get over the doubt thing. Just keep hearing the word. Keep speaking the word. Keep regurgitating it. And God will take care of the rest. His word won't return void. Amen? Come on, somebody. Say amen. Amen. But believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. There's one time it says believe in verse 23 and three times it says speak. Your confession matters. The miracle that you want is in your mouth. Are you going to have a miracle or a mishap? Are you going to have a miracle? Are you going to speak miracle? Are you going to talk miracle? Are you going to believe? See, I think that when you start hearing the word, you begin to believe it, but you've got to speak it. You've got to speak it. Brother Andre, you can come up. I'm going to begin to close. You've got to speak it. You've got to get your mouth lined up with the miracle you're believing for. You've got to begin to open, not live behind the facade. I'm not telling you not to text or not to have a phone. But don't let that culture seep into your faith. Because your faith requires you to speak. Put Romans 10 back up for me, sir. The first verse. Confession is made into salvation. Confession is made into salvation. Next verse. Confession is made into salvation. When you confess, you believe in your heart, but your confession matters. And if it starts, if it's the same way with salvation, how much more would it apply to every area of our faith? The Bible also tells us that you're saved by grace through faith. God provided salvation by grace, but how do we receive it? By faith. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Stop having a party with your pain. Stop having a party with your pain. Stop having a a pity party. Stop having a mishap in your mouth and begin to speak God's word. Begin to let it just rise up on the inside of you. you. When you get into these situations and you're getting squeezed, you've got one, you've got, you can be, Nasty grape juice or you can be grape because that's the best one. What do I mean? You can allow God's word to come out of you or you can fall back into whatever you used to be. You can allow God's word to come out of you. To come, to, 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 out, the Bible says that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Your belly's got to be full of the word. Your heart's got to be full of the word. Your mouth will only come out of the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaks. You've got to let what's inside of you come up, come up, and come up, and come out. When you do, it's the sword of the Spirit. 
It's a sword of the Spirit. It's a weapon. Jesus said it is written. The next time the devil attacks you, tell him it's written. Let me tell you something, devil. Let me tell you what's written. Let me tell you what's in the word. Let me tell you what my Bible says. I know what you said, and I know what you had so-and-so come and tell me the other day, and I know what's happening in the world, and I see the news, but devil, I don't care because the Bible says it is written that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that it doesn't matter what I see that I walk by faith and not by sight. So I'm just going to keep walking. And when I walk, I'm going to look good while I walk. I'm going to put on a nice suit while I walk. And I'm going to strut around and I'm going to hold my head up high and I'm not going to be depressed and I'm not going to be down because the Bible says my God is for me and not against me. That means when I go, no, yep. Let me just tell you something. It don't matter. It don't matter. You can be against me if you want, but God is for me and I'm just going to keep walking. I walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm not going to stop I'm not going to get knocked down. I'm not going to stay down if I do get hit. Because the Bible says that no weapon formed against me will prosper. That means I, if, it, if it prospers, it's because I allowed it to. And I will not allow it to. I will not allow it to. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means that there's power in me. When I got saved, he gave me the power to withhold the devil, to withstand the devil. He said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You can resist him. You can let it rise up. Don't, don't, don't lean here. Don't lean to the world. Lean here in your heart. Lean in your heart and let it come out of you. Let those words come out of you. Let that faith come out of you. See, see as you do, and if you don't know what else to do, just go pick up a Bible and begin repeating it. Just play one of my messages. Get on the podcast and just take the scriptures and just play. What did he say? Pause and repeat it. Play. Pause and repeat it. If you don't know what else to say, say the word. Speak the word. Just go get the word. What is the word? Just, just find, find Google scriptures on, on, on healing and repeat it. Google scriptures on prosperity. See, we let, let the bank account determine our attitude towards my finances. No. I don't care if the bank account says zero. The Bible says if I give, he'll give back to me. I might only have some lint, but I'm going to take all my lint out of my pockets. Look, I got some lint right here. I'm going to take it. If I can pick it up, and I'm going to give my lint. What? Yeah, because I'm not stopping just because I don't, I'm, I'm by, by, by what I see. The Bible says that he'll take what I have and multiply it. I'm going I'm to I'm move forward, baby. I'm not going to make a mountain out of a molehill. I'm going to speak to it while it's a molehill. I'm going to move forward. You know what? When you think about that, it's a lot easier to walk over a molehill than a mountain. And the devil will make you think that your problem is big, huge, massive. To God, all things are possible. To God, anything is possible. To God, all things. There's not one problem you have, not one issue you face, not one hurdle that's in front of you, not one thing that can stop you from God's destiny for your life. You've got the faith. You've got faith comes by hearing the word, hear the word, get the word in you. You know, I made a choice this week. I don't think I've, I've listened to one other thing, watched one other thing because I wanted to have a really good service today, of course. But more than that, I just really needed my faith built not knowing what was going to, that the devil was going to attack my body Thursday and Friday. I just, I just knew. I just had a knowing. I need my faith built up. 
I listen to the word. I listen to messages. I listen to Pastor Steve. I turn on some people. I begin to just get the word in me, get the word in me, get the word in me. I'd pause it. I'd write it down. Then, then I was like, all right, I want to study confession. And I paused it. And then I began speaking. I began confessing things. Do the same thing. Get God's word inside of you and let it rise up out of your heart. Stand up on your feet. With every head bowed and every eye closed. There's always multiple types of people that come to a service like this. One of those types of people is someone that's never had a relationship with Jesus. You heard me talk about him today. And you want that relationship with Jesus. You want to know him like that. The other type of person is someone who has had a relationship with Jesus, but has strayed away, has gone astray, has lost their way. You need to rededicate your life to Jesus. If you're either one of those two types of people, with every head bowed and every eye closed, will you just raise your hand so I know who you are? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to put you on blast. I'm not going to. I just want to be able to pray with you. Raise your hand high where I can see it. If you're online, write us and let us know. If you're watching, thank you for joining us today, but let us know, hey, that's me. I need to make things right with Jesus. I prayed that prayer today. I need Jesus in my life. Now, I want you to lift up your eyes, lift up your heads, look at me. I want us all to pray this. Every single one of us pray this out loud. Say, dear Heavenly Father, Today, I believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived as a man, died on the cross, and rose from the grave. Today, he's alive forevermore, seated in heaven with you. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I make him number one in my life. I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins and cleansing me of all my unrighteousness. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Just give God some praise. Will you do that?